Welcome to Las Doctoras Podcast. Led by our intuition, we are creating space for conversations, asking critical questions, and interrogating the oppressive systems of power we live in. We are your hosts. I am Dr. Renee Limas, pronouns she, her, hers. I'm a Cancer Sun and Moon with Pisces Rising, Mother of Water. I am Dr. Christina Rose, pronouns she, they, Virgo Sun, Aquarius Moon, Gemini Rising, Mother of Earth. We are grounded in a connection to ancestral wisdom. Our work is to heal the wounds of generational trauma, that is of white male and cis-hetero supremacy, all while we create a way of being that celebrates, truly revels in the joy of our families and our community. Join us on our journey, not toward perfection, but into reflection, immersed in compassionate self-awareness and courageous action. Come, sit at our kitchen table, sip on some tequila with us, and let's change our world. Salud! Welcome. Hello. Welcome to Las Doctoras <laughs> Podcast. We are so excited to share this episode with you. We interview our dear comadre esoteric Essa, as she's known on Instagram, Sol Manati. Is that her Sol, website? Yeah, Sol Manati, something like that. Mm-hmm. And Jasmine, you know. AKA Jasmine. <laughs> um, um, before yeah, we begin... This oh, is our first episode of the year. I just want to mark the oh, um, my gosh. first episode of 2021. Um, we're really excited. And yes, here. before we get into the interview, we want to talk about our writing course that's coming up. Um, so we did the first session of our writing course in the fall. So this will be our winter session. Um, it was amazing. I just, I, my wow. heart just feels so full and just of warmth and love just thinking about um our circle Mm -hmm. um all of the people the writers who showed up and gave their time and energy and heart you know into into the writing course thank you yes thank you so much and so yeah so we're really excited to be bringing the course back it's going to start on um january 31st and it runs for five weeks and it's on Mm -hmm. sundays um, January 31st to February 28th from 1 to 3 p.m. PST. <laughs> it's via Zoom and um, there's a link in our bio to enroll in the course or you can go to lasdoctoras.net slash writing to our ancestors. And mm-hmm. um, we have a lot more kind of options this time around. We created different packages Um, And Mm -hmm. the reason was when we did the course last time, we realized that there was a need for um, more support um, in kind of creating an ongoing writing practice, which, you know, we also want to make clear, like, we are also still working on that, right? Like creating Mm -hmm. these ongoing writing practices, Um, but, you know, kind of sharing from what we've learned thus far. So yeah, so we created some packages that include things like one-on-one sessions with us that we're, um, aside from bringing our professor skills, (laughs) we'll also be bringing our intuitive skills of tarot and astrology um, into kind of like, you know, these one-on-one sessions. Um, We 
I know. And we're going to be having writing circles. So there'll kind of be bonus sessions outside of the weekly group sessions um, to kind of review the topics, really just have creative writing time together, right? Just collective writing time. And then we also have the opportunity to publish on our blog. And I think this is a really exciting thing because I think a lot of people sometimes are either afraid to like start their own blog or afraid to like put themselves out there. And so I think this is a really kind of, it's a it's an invitation for you to publish on our blog from knowing that we're going to be, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, empathetic editors, let's say. Um, Love that empathetic editors. So you're getting, <laughs> you know, with these different um, event offerings, um, us as professoras, us as editors, us as uh, intuitive healers, uh, wanting to offer uh, more of ourselves to our community. Yeah. So there's all these opportunities to work with us more closely um, and, you know, kind of tap into our skills, um, but also to more opportunity to create community with other other people who are on this journey and other people who are interested in really kind of diving into um, a writing practice. The other big thing that we're offering in this course is a writing kit. And we wanted to create this kit sort of as like a mobile altar. So you'll get this beautiful box that has, it has a journal, a pen, a bookmark, um, a rosemary bundle that directly from my yard, an art print (laughs) of Christina's. It that we a, created in community in the writing course. Love yes, it. Mm-hmm. we have a candle um, that's made by our dear friend Marla of Tiendita Raices y Alas. And we have a tea um, that is made from another, I think it's a black woman of ancestors leaves. And then you get a watercolor set um, because we, aside from writing, we do some art in the class. So yeah, so everyone who signs up for the course will get the writing kit and then there's these other packages available for these other um these other opportunities to work with us so yeah i will say i pulled out the writing kit slash this mobile altar before we started our interview with jasmine i was like i want this all around me i want (laughs) it felt just beautiful yeah it's so lovely it's really it's really nice and i think we've kind of yeah really tried to kind of put like what would we want right what would we want in this box what would we want you know so yeah um yeah so again I, I, might also, I might also call it my mobile um office it's like kind of like what <laughs> part of my office space or my workspace are the same elements you know so yeah love it um so again you can sign up at um lasdoctoras.net slash writing to our ancestors it has all the information all the um prices um or you can go to the link in our bio on ig at last dot or last all right so before we get into the interview we want it to what do we want to do pull a card from our um our oracle deck that is now complete the prints Mm -hmm. are done the words have been created um with um samia de las abuelas our work that we're continuing to work on Mm -hmm. um so and the card that i have pulled today is the tres hermanas the three sisters Mm. which we are calling health wanting to speak to how much we 
are deeply connected to each other and are healing, you know, speaking to some things like self-care isn't self-care unless it's community care, you Mm -hmm. know, and community care isn't community care unless it's self-care. This, this relationship we have with each other, this interdependency that we have so that when we grow, and so this card, you can't see it. I've just been showing it to Renee, but it has... (laughs) You know the three sisters together. It has the tell us um, who the, the three corn, sisters are. Yeah, the corn, um, the pumpkins or the squash, and um, the beans, mm-hmm. the frijoles. You know, like they're growing together. And since forever, potentially, our ancestors have been planting these three sisters together because they really help each other. They create um, uh, the corn creates a space for the the um, the beans to grow up. Um, and they work also to um, protect each other from mm-hmm. um, different, the elements, um, the elements, and um, and then that same kind of intertwined relationship is where we find ourselves, you know. And so maybe the question um, is, who are your sisters, you know, or who are the people mm-hmm. around you that are there, and how are you co-creating space together? Um, and that would be for that. our children, you know, asking, particularly this Oracle deck is, is meant to be inclusive of our children. So I'm asking, you know, them, who are those, you know, who are, who are the people around you, who are your friends mm. you can count on, you know, who are helping to support you and your growth and your health. I love that. I love, I love the idea. I mean, that this is for kids and inviting them into that kind of work and to asking them to reflect on like where they see that they're getting their support from. I just want to really quickly say that the other day I was pulling tarot cards and I pulled a temperance card Mm. and, um, and I kind of received the message that I needed to kind of temper my time between work and family, like, you know, kind of balance that out a little bit more. And so Cruz Mm. came to sit next to me and I explained that to him And he, and I said, what do you think this card means? And he said, because the temperance card is a picture of a woman with two bowls and kind Mm. of, it looks like she's pouring water, like kind of back and forth. Um, But you know, you kind of imagine it moving like that, but in the picture, right, it has one lower than the other and the kind of water kind of going. And he said, um, it looks like, he said, it looks like those who have more should give to those who have less or something like Mm. that. (laughs) <laughs> and I was Love like it. I was like you're spot on right because that's the tarot is right the tarot is you know our interpretation of these things so I just did Jasmine actually talk about the temperance card yes, is our did. card for this year the temperance <laughs> yes card she did the and star the, and the temperance card holy um, moly Renee because actually as I drew this three sisters it made me think of you know the sister that we had on our podcast today like it just mm-hmm. like oh there were three of us and mm-hmm. we were working together creating health community giving to the and we talk about spaces that need more giving you know mm-hmm. and we talk about the um the healing ability of astrology to kind of validate us yeah. and yeah and we've talked about that before so it's astrologer means philosopher meets <laughs> bruja. like I'm like there's this something that's happening here I love mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so without Welcome. further ado here is our interview with our home girl, Esoteric Essa. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy. Welcome. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so, um, yeah, we're just going to jump right in and have our guest introduce herself and go from there. I'm cheesing it right now. I have such, such a big smile because I'm so excited <laughs> to be here with you ladies and hello everybody tuning in. I'm Esoteric Essa. I met Las Doctoras last year in 2020, which it's been such a beautiful experience to be part of their journey and vice versa, they mine. Mm -hmm. um, I am a professional astrologer, numerologist. I am a creator of an Oracle deck that these ladies have supported tremendously, the modern spiritual Latina Ooh. Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And above all things, I'm just a conscious creator. I mean, you guys can find me everywhere. I have a podcast, a YouTube channel, Patreon. I mean, I think Christina can relate. It's that Gemini energy. I'm everywhere. <laughs> everywhere all at once. With my, with, yes, yes. With yes. my Gemini midheaven. And, um, but the my, Virgo, the Virgo in there too. We can talk about that. That's interesting. Girl, yeah. Girl, yeah. I'm thankful for her. You know, she comes in handy. <laughs> um, and, and just my ancestry to get into that really quickly. Um, my father is straight up from Michoacan, Mexico. So... Uh, I'm technically first generation on his side, but my mother is second generation and she is Peruvian and Mexican. Mm. And um, yeah, and you know, 2019 and 2020, I did a lot of deep reclaiming uh, my Peruvian ancestry just because yeah. that part of the family is lost because as maybe folks know here, uh, my mom and grandmother had to separate from my mom's birth father, father at the age of nine. Mm. Um, and they just completely disassociated because it was just a really hard time for them. It was a very abusive relationship. So it's been hard trying to reconnect with that part of my ancestry, but it's mm. been beautiful at the same time. So that's, that's where I'm at in my journey, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. We just have to say that, um, oh my God, it feels like, I think we, we had you come to our book club. Mm. Was it May or June? I can't remember. It was now. around there. It was definitely. Yeah, it was around there. Um, and and you had been on on, on our radar. Um, and then like that was the that was the clincher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we've been fangirls ever since. And that was such a fun experience. If mm -hmm. if anyone listening still hasn't checked out their book club, I just recommend oh. it because you guys oh. do such. So, you guys, I love the catalog of books that you guys highlight. So we're here today to do a reading, which <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. it's always exciting and kind of like, oh my God, what is she going to say? <laughs> so we just to preface, and we actually did put out the episode that we talked about our individual uh, natal chart readings mm -hmm. that were like, I was just reading back on mine the other day because I was like, God, wait, let me go back. And I was like, <laughs> dang, so spot on. <laughs> and I know you, you've like all our friends have done it. Um, mm. Carissa. Mm -hmm. um, I think Cindy just did one, Cindy Lukin, um, oh, yes. Yes. Leslie from Latinx Parenting. Yes. I was like, oh yeah, we've all been read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, I love looking back at mine too. Honestly, I, I learned so much. And actually, I think that's what I think we're going to get after this is more you better work, bitch, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love the, uh, the whole takeaways from the experience. Yeah. I mean, it's also just fun to be able to do these chart readings for, for, you know, whoever comes along and, um, 
today, I think we're going to get a deeper insight into the soul work that Renee and Christina are doing together. That I'm like, Ooh, so <laughs> exciting. Yeah, yeah. And, and if so, I, mm-hmm. so I was going to say, why don't you explain the type of reading okay, yeah. that you're doing for us? Because we right. each did our individual one. And then, right. yeah. Yeah, great idea. So, of course, this is an astrology reading that we're going to get into in today's episode, but we call it a synastry reading because we're comparing two charts. So whenever we put two charts together, it's just a synastry reading to look at your natal wheels, to look at where, you know, Renee's chart complements Christina's and vice versa. Um, and, and you can do this for anything. I've done it obviously for couples. I like to call it, you know, conscious parenting, conscious coupling. Mm-hmm. And I've done this actually a lot for business partnerships, for friendships. I even did this um, about, oh God, probably two years ago for Luz Warrior on her podcast, Let There Be Loose with her and her really good mm-hmm. friend, Yesenia from Somos Padres mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. So, you know, again, we can do this outside of love. Let's start thinking outside of romance, you guys, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, you know, it's also very helpful in terms of friendships. And, you know, if you want to jump into bed in in business, that's like literally jumping into Mm -hmm. bed with someone, right? Because business is in the eighth house and the eighth house is the house of sex and business. (laughs) (laughs) So I always say, let's get some insight, of course, with consent of the other person, obviously, Mm -hmm. to kind of look into the chart and see how you complement each other. So that's what we're going to get into in this reading together so let's do it I'm ready (laughs) I'm so ready I feel like you've given us hints about it you know um uh, you know to Renee or to me and I just I can't wait to just have it recorded and I can listen to it over and over again definitely um okay should I do a a screen share yeah we can pull up the century will um, yeah let me me give you and while Renee figures that out I just want to uh, share, uh, I kind of designate, like when I look at people's synastry readings, like who's, you know, this personality, who's this personality. So looking at the two of you, I would call your team style, you know, your tag team style, the doer and the dreamer, which is great. <laughs> Cause you don't want a dreamer and a dreamer, right? You want yeah. both, right? So before we get started, can you ladies guess who's the doer, who's the dreamer out of the two of you? Oh, I, you know, I think we have a sense of that, but also I feel like, I mean, well, <laughs> well, I, I feel like I am such a doer in my mm-hmm. life. And what I, what I love with Renee is that I get to dream so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I almost feel bad that I can, but I don't know if I'm the dreamer, actually. I know that's what we think though, Renee, is that what we think? But you're such a good dreamer. You come up with so many great ideas <laughs> and... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we fluctuate. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll get into that. Let me yeah. go ahead. Let me start sharing my screen. Yeah. So, can you share it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Can you yes. see this? See. All right. Okay. So um, those of us listening, when we do a synastry reading, we have two wheels together, but we combine them into one giant wheel. So we have what's called an outer wheel and then the inner wheel. So in this case, Renee is the outer wheel here. Okay. And Christina is the inner wheel, the much smaller circle. So I asked, who's the doer? Who's the dreamer? So (laughs) I love your answers because they are pretty much complimentary. I do see how Renee can definitely be very 
aspirational, very much a visionary and the same with Christina. But when it comes to your shared connections, because that's what we're going to get into today, it seems like Renee has a really great understanding of kind of how to ground it, but also allow and create comfort for Christina to feel that Christina can expand because Christina puts a lot of self limitations on her, on her, right. With all her Virgo energy, right? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So in tandem, in partnership, it's a great mix of you guys both creating comfort for one another. So let's get into it. So who's the doer and who's the dreamer? Renee <laughs> is the doer in terms of the astrology and Christina is the dreamer, but I don't want you to get too hung up on that because you yeah. definitely do switch off often. And let's get into mm-hmm. that. Okay. So the first shared connection that's really important is the moon connection here. So when I say the moon, this is Renee's moon. Renee's moon is aspecting the Mars position in Christina's chart in the sign of cancer. So actually, Renee, with the moon, you guys have a moon connection. So what this means in a partnership, friendship, any sort of interpersonal dynamic, the person who carries the moon, in this case, Renee, creates a deep sense of comfort, safety, sort of like Of course, with the moon, when we know the moon, she's the nurturer, she's the motherer, she is the warrior, she is the protector. And then Christina's Mars, which is the masculine energy, because the moon is the feminine energy, you guys are complementing each other with bringing in both the balance of the divine masculine and the divine feminine here. Mm -hmm. And it's in watery cancer in the second house, (laughs) which is beautiful. So you guys have this moon aspecting Mars in cancer in the second house for y'all. So what does that mean? The second house is the house of self-worth and money. So is this a great connection? I mean, okay, yeah, we want to talk about friendship and all that good stuff. But from a business perspective, the two of you definitely can create a lot of lucrative uh, projects and opportunities in tandem with one another. And Christina has that fiery Mars to kind of even out the water because you know cancer is very watery very dreamy right and then christina comes in with the mars to kind of create the action because mars is the initiator he is the one that goes he's action oriented and he goes and he drives forward with all right you know what with all this passion and all this you know vigor of like you know what because he's vitality how can we get this going right and you know renee's like i got this crazy ass idea (laughs) and then christina comes in and she's like oh fuck can I cuss on this? Yes. Yeah, 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 totally, like, totally. Yeah, like I'm yes, so down please. for the crazy, right? And then you guys together are just so hyped, right? I, I love really, it. I'm, I'm like, really that sounds that. like one of our meetings or sounds like one of our, <laughs> our text exchange. And I'm like, I'll, just the other day I texted, I was like, hey, I have this idea. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> right. right. And it's like, you guys don't need much verbal communication because cancer is very psychic very intuitive so you guys yes you guys energetically just feel that tug right you guys Mm -hmm. could just vibe on each other's feelings right for the most part you guys have a good sense of honing in on that yeah I mean I think we have a sense of mm -hmm. what each other's like limitations are and then Mm -hmm. where like where we can kind of like stretch each other yes yeah I think so I think I've had some doubts about the Mars and cancer for in my <laughs> chart and like and I love um I think the first time I read it it was like it was like a passive aggressiveness and mm-hmm. so I've had to really heal from the, just that little reading about it to see it as more of intuitive and mm-hmm. um action oriented but from like maybe a more 
what like we're talking about like a heart-centered place you know or more like place that really works between between Renee and I I love Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. can I can I ask a question Mm -hmm. um and maybe this is like a lot but because I know I'm I'm just curious about how these how like the houses realign in a sinistry reading because usually my cancer's in the fifth house and I, I'm not, I'm not sure where Christina's stuff is. Um, so I'm just wondering like how that, ha- like how it works that things like realign in it in when the charts come together. That is a great question. So it goes based off of um, who is the oldest in the two. Oh. So you would lead it, Renee. No, Christina would lead it. Oh, Christina okay. would lead it, excuse me. So the inner oh. will and then the outer will. So, is so not that there's much of an age difference. Y'all both still, <laughs> y'all still young and cute, okay? <laughs> oh, that but, is so cool. Okay, no, that's that's really good to know. That's how it lines it up, I yes. Like it. Okay. Do you want to move into the next shared connection that I wanted to highlight? Yes. Or do, are there yeah, any I'm other down. questions on what we just talked about? No, I'm jiving with it. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, it totally makes sense. I love it. I love it. Okay. So the next connection you guys actually have is the Saturn and the Pluto connection here in the fifth house. And I love to see in terms of like friendship and, you know, business wise, any connections in the fifth house is great because the fifth house, if you're familiar, um, is the house of projects, creativity, the inner child, love and romance. So overall, it's a very pleasurable house. And you guys are having these connections aspecting in Libra, which is great. Libra in the fifth house is awesome because um, Libra is very chatty. She's very, you know, Venusy. So this is the the normal ruling house of Leo. So she's gonna go ahead and feel comfortable here because Leo's this, you know, kind of like the same as Libra, right? Very, very flirtatious and takes center stage. But Libra is about also being of service to other people. She's very concerned with dynamics of others and she's all about diplomacy. So mm-hmm. being that you guys have this shared here in the fifth house tells us, well, okay, Renee and Christina are both very, very invested in helping other people, very invested mm-hmm. in helping their community. And also because it's the fifth house of projects, they're going to be able to really create some phenomenal projects together, work collaborations that are of service to their community in some sort of capacity in a very, very creative, fun way because the fifth house is all about fun and youthfulness. Mm. And not only that, so Christina has her Pluto in Libra in the fifth house here in their synastry. And Renee has the Saturn. And so we're saying you have your Pluto and your Saturn aspecting one another. And I know typically these two planets don't get the best rep, but when we talk about them independently, Christina with her Pluto here, what she's going to bring to this friendship is actually, you know, a lot of power and a lot of ability to kind of be assertive when needed and to kind of help grab the reins and take direction. Mm -hmm. And she's very, very dedicated. And then Renee has her Saturn here in Libra. So Renee, you kind of come in with this dedication, um, you know, this discipline to kind of, you know, let's say Christina's kind of like, maybe in a project she's running weary and maybe losing hope or Mm. doubting or second guessing and Renee comes in with her Saturn energy to kind of reinforce why we're doing this why we keep grounding this right because Saturn is work ethic Saturn is all about the long haul and Pluto is all about you know power 
and force and energy. So you guys together have a lot of endurance is what I would say. Mm -hmm. A lot of endurance to create Mm -hmm. long-term projects, long-term goals, um, and sustaining, you know, lasting influence and relationships in your work and your community and your life purpose. So how does that resonate? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Renee just really um, did that uh, or brought that love and reinforcement and work with our new um with june and roots to rise which is this new thing we're doing i'm mm-hmm. feeling it yep mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i i i hear that and i i hear the um assertiveness in i think sometimes i hesitate to like christina is really good at reaching out <laughs> and <laughs> like writing abstracts that we can like present at conferences or we can, you know, like we're writing this chapter for um, this book that's being published. And I'm always a little bit more, like not hesitant. Like I just don't feel confident in that. And Christine's Mm. like, we're, you know, let's just do it. And I'm like, go for it. I'll, you know, I'll sign off on whatever you, (laughs) whatever you submit is good. Yes. Right. (laughs) It's all about like, you know, the complimenting of one another in Mm -hmm. the partnership. Right. And, And just to add to that, you know, I love that you spoke on Christina's strengths because Christina in the third house has Leo and Jupiter here. And the third house is communication. Um, reading, Mm -hmm. writing, speech, digital media, PR, marketing, pitching, books, and Jupiter is the beneficiary, right? He's the planet of abundance and blessing. Okay. We love Jupiter. Jupiter energy (laughs) is the best. So, you know, yeah, I would definitely say Christina, that is your jam. Like keep Mm -hmm. reaching out, keep pitching, keep doing the writing, um, you know, (laughs) because it will pay off because Jupiter pays off. He dishes the good karma. Mm-hmm. Well, that feels really good. I'm. I do feel like I've gotten some really blessed with writing some good abstracts, <laughs> call for yes. papers. But I need to translate that into this new business modality, and I think Renee is really helping me with that. Okay. So, and yeah, I mean, there's also Mercury here in the third house, so it, it for Christina. So, you know, you're naturally channeling, and Mercury loves to be here because this is one of his native homes. So continue allowing yourself, Christina, to trust and believe that you are channeling, you know, mm-hmm. information from your higher self and these other realms, you know, because Renee does it like Renee is like, you know, always plugged in and so are you, but you're Virgo, right? Because your Mercury's in Virgo. So you're Virgo, <laughs> your whole freaking Virgo stellium, which, you know, we love her. We're going to yeah. embrace her, right? Beyonce, right? I love you. I love you, Virgo, ma'am. But truly, though, Virgo in its highest, her highest capacity, you know, because she is ruled by Mercury, she can be very, very strong and very intuitive and logical. That's the thing with, you know, with all your Mm -hmm. Virgo placements is matching and mirroring and complementing both the logic and the intuition for you but and I think you're starting to step into that more right more of the intuitive insight of self yeah I think so and like letting go of uh, the Virgo self-judgment or Virgo self-limitations you know or um, I definitely feel like that way yeah thank you for naming that yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into uh, the fact that you both share the same Chiron. Were you aware Ooh. of that? Uh-uh. Yeah. No, we weren't. Is it Taurus? Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. You guys, you ladies both yes. have it in Taurus. Um, now, granted, you have it in two different houses, 
but you both have shared, you know, energies there. So uh, just to give some insight on what the Chiron placement is. So Chiron is uh, the wounded healer. He represents our wounds, our pains, our traumas. um, And sometimes it's self-perceived, you know, oftentimes, you know, we do create those self-perceived traumas, but you both share it in Chiron, which is interesting because this allows you both to kind of um, reflect and have that camaraderie of like where your weakness perceived weaknesses are. So have you already shared, you know, I mean, you don't have to go in depth, but out of curiosity <laughs> from my standpoint, I love how I became the interviewer, right? Um, <laughs> You're like, okay. I, it is. It's kind of like asking you to interview us. I love it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what astrology is all about. It's about like, you know, for me, data mining. Through what I've seen here in the charts, right? So, you know, have you guys, have you ladies both had similar like childhood traumas that you can relate to? We have a really, <laughs> we have a parallel childhood mm-hmm. that's very different, but has some really similar markers, like yeah. five, at least five similar markers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we grew up in this, in the very similar area. Mm. our parents essentially did the same thing each one of them wow that's (laughs) bizarre um we both grew up in pretty very fundamental fundamentalist you know religious backgrounds Mm -hmm. went to you know christian catholic schools Mm-hmm. We're both raising our children in non-traditional way. That's where we met, right? Yeah. In a really yeah. So and we're really both professors. Stuff. Like that's I mean right. that was I mean when we like, met, that was the like, oh, <laughs> you're a right. professor, I'm a professor. And that was kind of like where the it big, all the big like bookmark to like kind of mm-hmm. yeah, right? so professors of feminism, like women's yeah, studies and yeah, ethnic yeah. studies. Like that's a what yeah so we had yeah yeah, like these kind of yeah like she said parallel kind of trajectories that brought Mm. us together I love that that because Taurus is the sign of values Mm. and she's a feminine she's ruled by Venus so it's femininity right it's feminism it's also ethics what are your values what are your morals right? What is a value to you and your philosophy and in your 3D because she's earth energy. And Taurus is about grounding and bringing that insight in. So, you know, with the Chiron here, there's probably a lot. I don't want to get too into it because I know it can end up being just like regurgitating, you know, all these emotions here with both of you ladies having Chiron and Taurus. It definitely does speak to, you know, there's a lot of things maybe in childhood, childhood that you reflect on that you definitely want to change and shift to be also more mm-hmm. healing mm-hmm. of, you know, the woman in your family. Cause Taurus is very mm-hmm. much about healing mm-hmm. the feminine mm-hmm. ancestry. I had no idea you got that, that you ladies both met <laughs> through like, uh, what was it through feminist studies? So we met at, um, we, our kids were going to like a little, uh, it was like a one day a week parent play base. Yeah. Child parent and um, taught. Yeah, program and we mm. met on the on the you know playground and we started talking and then we're like oh what do you do and she's like I'm a professor in women's studies and I was like me too like it was just it was a moment right it was that yes. moment of, you know and then it just yeah I mean clicked. as they say the rest is history the rest is history baby <laughs> I love that I love it and we both um, have sons too you know we both mm-hmm. have um mm. children and they're, they're homies 
and their yes. friends. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so let's just kind of play on this a little bit more. So Christina's <laughs> Chiron is in the 11th house and that's the house of friendship and humanitarianism and hopes and dreams. And Renee's is in the 12th house, which is afterlife, which is death, which is karma, cycles, completions. So the two of you together kind of, you know, with the Chiron energy help heal one another. So Christina, have you out of curiosity, you know, just really quickly, I'll wrap Chiron and we'll move on, but have you felt betrayed or, you know, when it comes to friendships, you take friendships very, very deeply, right? Like they are family to you, right? Your friendship. Yeah. And they're my chosen you, family. They're your chosen family. Definitely. And mm-hmm. have you ever had just like betrayals or, or really sad, painful fallouts with friendships? And, and it's really like, you. Yeah, I have. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like there has been places or friendships that I have outgrown or um, they have refused to see, see me in, in mm. my growing, you know, sense of self. Mm. And they've had to like, I've had to let them go. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And it's hard to let them go because that's like, that's family to you with your Chiron in the 11th house, right? And then Renee's here, Renee's is in the 12th house. And so Renee, for you, a lot of your Chiron is, (laughs) and I say this lovingly, um, just being able to let things, (laughs) I love you. Being able to, being able to what? Let things just die and release (sighs) and let go and, and let the cycles close out. You know, I love you, but you know, anybody with like placements in Taurus or Capricorn or Virgo, and I can say this, I can say this because my Venus is in Capricorn, the horse can be dead and I'm still dragging the horse and you know, Renee can come up to me and be like, Jazz, your horse is dead, let it go. And I'm like, it's my horse. I'm not letting it go. You know, we're very dedicated. We're loyalist, right? Because it's that earth energy here. So, and the same with Christina and her friendships. Like, oh man, I can't release it. It's 15 years of friendships here, you know? So, um, yeah. Renee, can you relate to what I just said at all in any capacity? <laughs> I'm like, yes. Um, and I think especially my husband would say that, like, I just, it's, it's really, I, and I will say that that's something particularly that I've been trying to heal is mm-hmm. to allow myself to, cause I think what I would do because my uh, default is to not want to let things go would be mm-hmm. to kind of compartmentalize or just like not think about it mm. not, not allow myself to process so right. I've been trying to really just allow myself to process it so I can let it go and feel okay about it rather than not thinking about it but I'm still technically holding on to it so mm-hmm. I've been definitely working on that like just allowing the feelings to come in mm-hmm. and process oh my god it's so funny I have friendships too that I'm always like oh my god mm-hmm. maybe, or like I still think about it, even though they're long gone. Right, <laughs> and I'm like, should I? Like, I almost am like, should I apologize? I should like almost right. like I'm still trying to fix it. And it was like ten years ago. Right? Yeah, the person doesn't give a <laughs> shit anymore. But yes. we are still just like clinging because it's like, did I do right by them? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I want to say, good. Renee, this things come up for me. I realize you being there and you being from like close to my hometown. You know, Pico and Whittier are different, totally different. But yeah. they're, you know. <laughs> Yeah. But it's a really grounding thing for me. Mm-hmm. It feels like you are like like family 
friend that goes back, even though we've only been in each other's life for a few years, the fact yeah. that you live there and then live in Long Beach now too, like that's super grounding for me. I just yeah. realized that. I, I agree. I think it feels like you, there's a, an understanding of what it is to come from those areas and mm. like what, yeah, just what life was like and then how far we've come. Oh, right. totally. I totally get it. I mean, you know, LA is like, it's big, but people don't realize people who are not from LA, like how there are micro communities mm-hmm. within LA, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I grew up in the 626. Mm-hmm. So whenever I come across someone else from a similar <laughs> neighboring city from the 626, I'm like, you know, because it's different <laughs> compared to y'all in Whittier and Pico. Yeah. Right. For sure, so for sure. I uh-huh. totally get it. I mean, you guys, you ladies are absolutely soul family, soul sisters. Um, but I want to touch mm. on now. Um, and then afterwards, maybe you can go ahead and just free flow with any questions you have. But I want to okay. touch on your midheaven, the shared midheaven mm. placement here connected to Neptune, which is beautiful. So really quickly, the midheaven is basically our highest purpose. It's our profession, our legacy, um, our expertise, and it also represents men and masculinity. So it's more of the masculine energy because it's, it's basically our highest potential, which, mm-hmm. you know, we would consider career and profession there in astrology and it's falling in Sagittarius for the two of you. And then we have, <clears throat> so that's Renee leading the midheaven energy. And then Christina has Neptune aspecting it in Sagittarius. So what this means, ladies, tell me how you feel about this. Neptune is dreamy. She's arts. She's creativity. She's psychic. She's intuitive. So, and these two are falling in Sagittarius. Sagittarius is about philosophy. Sagittarius is about law and order and higher education. Okay. So I love Mm -hmm. how you just spoke on your story together. You know, the common bond we had was our similar philosophy in life. We both have boys, which is the midheaven is about men and masculinity. We're healing the feminine trauma where we were feminist, right? Which Neptune is a feminine planet. And you both have same shared philosophy, which Sagittarius is all about philosophy. That's who he is. He's the mm. philosopher. Him and mm. He and Jupiter are the philosopher in astrology. So what this tells us in union together, in partnership, collaboration, the two of you ladies would really excel in any sort of career profession where it involves philosophy or education, a higher <laughs> knowledge, and bringing in that intuitive insight, right, which you ladies are doing, right, you're decolonizing your spirituality, uh, you know, you're further investigating your spiritual gifts, you know, and bringing in the different, you know, lineages of your mothers into your work now and your ancestor work. So I love that, that it's all, you know, coming together and manifesting and astrology is saying that. So I love it. Yeah. You see how you're already transitioning into all that, right? We are doing it. We are doing that (laughs) as we speak. Renee, um, just, you know, her her new Instagram academic Bruja. Mm -hmm. And I've been like playing with things about like, like Brown mother, PhD, like philosopher. Like, I feel like we definitely come together really strong in this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that obviously that the, the education part lands because we're both professors. And I think, I think we're both on a similar journey in because we are coming more into like our spiritual gifts, how we like bridge those two, I think, because for a long time, we were like, you can't do that, right? You can't be, you know, spiritual all up in, you know, our (laughs) academic classroom. And now, and, and I think, now especially with all this mess Mm. 
I think were kind of, although I think Christina did it more because she actually taught classes on like witches and stuff. Mm-hmm. but stepping into it from a more like like this is who I am right, right. And this is and I'm actually going to mm-hmm. integrate this into my classroom and I'm mm-hmm. and, and vice versa right integrate integrate our education into our spiritual work and I'm kind mm-hmm. of really bringing that together more which I think even a year ago we might have been <laughs> a little more afraid to do what do you think Christina yeah it feels like you know we're breaking rules uh from Mm -hmm. like white male supremacist space Mm -hmm. you know space within academia and but I feel Mm -hmm. like instead of feeling like a rule breaker I feel like I am just naming myself as brown as you know who has with family the lineage that has integrated this forever Mm -hmm. you know um there is a groundedness to it and maybe Renee has helped you know bring that into my life a little bit more too Mm -hmm. um Mm-hmm. And to feel very connected too. So we're not alone in our rule breaking, which I think starting out at the university six years ago, I felt like I was super alone in that. And I was like afraid of getting fired. I feel like just things like that can be mm-hmm. called out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so now I'm not. Now <laughs> I've, because I've got Renee, because I've, we've got mm-hmm. our community Support. Mm-hmm. and a, a, a bigger sense of our connection, even to our ancestors too, which mm-hmm. helps, you know? Yeah. I think it's like, we're stepping into this from a more unapologetic place, but like right. Christina said, I think that's because we're, we don't feel like, oh, we're the, we're, we're the lone wolf anymore. Right. Like we're like, right. oh, we have this whole pack <laughs> right. of people that if they come for us, we will have somebody to defend us, right? Or Absolutely. we will have somebody, or, or okay, fine, we don't need that then, and we can. I think know, that's the other thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Kind of just putting it out there in the awareness and knowing that you're doing your job by, you know, destruct, de- destructing it, uh, creating that destruction in that sense. And just to mm-hmm. add to that really quickly, you know, I I feel like not only with what I observe with you ladies and the work you're doing, but just across the board, a lot of people in you know, these very traditional patriarchal roles, right? Because education is totally in that mm-hmm. paradigm. Mm-hmm. Um, with in the transits, having Pluto and Saturn in most of 2020 in Capricorn allowed a lot of room for movement and for people to feel comfortable enough to say, you know what, I'm taking ownership of this. I'm no mm-hmm. longer fearful to be able to confront the machine and to speak up to the beast and to kind of say, you know, mm-hmm this needs to change. And I love how Christina was like, I don't really consider it, you know, breaking the rules. That's so like Sagittarius because Sagittarius <laughs> is just super philosophy. Like he's like high out there. He's like, you know, it's like, it's just, it should be a normal thing. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, why isn't it already the yeah. way it is? I love that. Uh-huh. You know, what's funny too, uh-huh. is that I wanted to say, when you started talking about this, I, I, I was reflecting on the way we even like our meetings, Mm-hmm. are very much they kind of start from this like us working out philosophy and then we're like okay how are we going to put that into practice like how mm-hmm. are we going to talk about them on the podcast are we going to bring that into right. you know our courses like and so it always kind of starts from this conversational place of mm-hmm. kind of things that are going on in our life and like fuck man no like just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> why can't our partners get their shit together and I then know. we're like and that says something about our patriarchal <laughs> structure and then <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so it's, yeah, we talk about life and then we like philosophy. Bringing it back home. Right? And then we're like, yeah. okay, and then how do we bring that into our work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And again, and just, how do we bring that into our kids? Right. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's where. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I love that because the fifth house rules children. That is where children fall into. And then the fourth house is roots and culture. So clearly, you know, the two of you independently are very, you know, in the synastry chart, very heavy mm-hmm. in the fourth house and in the fifth house. So clearly we can mm-hmm. see this is going to be a key focus for both of you independently, but also working in unison with, you know, mm-hmm. how you're, you're sharing those efforts together and through your creative projects because of the fifth house. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, are you ladies doing your life purpose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yes, like, thank duh. you. <laughs> are you doing your don? Yes. <laughs> Based off the astrology here, I mean, y'all nailing mm-hmm. it with your higher self already, you know? Oh, so, could this feel so know, good? Great confirmation. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, I mean, it's funny that you say that, but I'm also like, yeah, I knew that. Like, <laughs> I'm right. But it doesn't hurt to hear it again. No, right. it totally does. No, it feels great to hear it. Oh my God. You're healing like a mother wound right now. Yeah. Just saying that. Am I living yeah. my life purpose? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. And I can't make this up. This is the cosmos here. You know, it's not like I can go and manipulate this. This is straight up your guys' star DNA, you know, yeah. that you guys are working through in this consciousness. So I love it. So there you go. There's some insight. I mean, we can go on and on even further in the chart. If you had any other questions outside of this space, we can always go through email because as you know, astrology is just forever learning, forever long a journey. I just wanted to ask if you could give us a little bit of insight to what this year particularly might have in store for us. (laughs) because i'm just trying to prep myself for it too um i don't want to come in with any sort of like negative uh perception or attitude but i will say you know until until 2024 and um we're gonna see this energy lingering until 2027 of us going and repeating same cycles over and over in society uh, across Mm. the board, not even just within the United States of America. This is happening collectively to humanity. And we're going to start seeing this really play out in a larger role in Latinx countries, in countries in South America, where they still have a lot of, you know, that um, distorted toxic masculinity, that old outdated patriarchy, you know what I'm saying, that that we're going to see them sort of step up and lead. And it's going to really inspire us here in the United States to kind of meet, meet and match that vibration. So we can mm-hmm. go ahead and continue mm-hmm. rewriting all the healing that we need to do, you know, just in terms of the transits, America, the United States of America, excuse me, not America, but the United States of America, she is having her Chiron return until 2027. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say it's going to take a while. As you know, we just said Chiron is our wounds. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the basis of, you know, with Pluto and Capricorn still, that is about us revisiting our history here on this soil and how a lot of that Pluto is Mm -hmm. basically sometimes in its lower vibration because every energy has pro and con right but pluto in its lowest vibration is about manipulation Mm. um and just about Mm. being very yeah using your power for ill and at that time i'm not saying what what our forefathers did was right but at that time that was you know the perception of humanity right and Mm. so now we're having to revisit that and make it right and start balancing those karmic scales but we do have the great conjunction this year to kind of help bring in that positivity and that optimism Whereas in 2020, it was just downright low, depressing, 
I'm not even going to lie. It was a hard fucking year for everybody. And so 2021, we're going to still have hard transits, but it's not going to be as devastating. If we would have had a civil war, it would have been in 2020, in my humble opinion. Mm. You know, because now we have Jupiter coming in and kind of taming Saturn and kind of, you know, bringing it in an Aquarius energy and saying, you know, instead, because Aquarius is not physical. Aquarius is the mind and thought. So now we're going to have really thought provoking conversations. Now we're going to see this in the media more and more and more Mm. in the news, in writing, you know, we're going to have journalists finally bring back true journalism, no disrespect, Mm -hmm. but you know, we were far (laughs) too in. And I can see this. I'm a journalist. I studied journalism. I went to school. It was all about, it was all about sensationalism. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. now Aquarius, you know, the age of the Aquarius, the, the great conjunction is bringing us back and saying, no, let's challenge our philosophy now. So it's going to be less about being physical and it's more about being verbal and ethereal and philosophical. So, so what do you think yeah. our, based on our astrology, our synastry, what is our place in all of that? I love that you asked that. So <laughs> we, so the big thing we're talking about is all the Aquarian energy. And this month is huge with all the Aquarius placements, right? Mm-hmm. So let's look at where you have Aquarius in the synastry and you ladies have that in the ninth house. I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record. So the ninth house is the house of philosophy, law and order, higher education. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the house of Sagittarius and Jupiter. So you ladies are really going to have a lot of opportunity for success. The dialogue you've been doing in 2020 and, you know, years past, keep doing that now because now people are mm. looking for your dialogue now mm. there's awareness right because of course is humanity of course is collective right and so now people are looking for that information so now mm. you ladies have the beautiful opportunity with jupiter and the great conjunction to be thought leaders in this space to mm. get the mm-hmm. to get the you know the the spotlight not so much from an egoic place but like to mm-hmm. really get your just due you know, mm-hmm. and, and you ladies can speak to it because you got fucking knowledge behind it. It's not like you're talking out of your ass. Like some of these people I see out here, I'm just like, oh my God, you know, I'm just like, how is this person blowing up on YouTube and they don't know half the shit they're talking about when I got mm-hmm. real ones over here that I know, you know, that could be speaking on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a great year for you ladies also to mm. put more of your stuff out there online. Do not hold back. Be unapologetic because that's what Aquarius mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Aquarius speaks the truth. Aquarius brings hope, healing, right? We think of the, t- the star mm-hmm. card in tarot. Mm. So, and that's basically what your card is here shared together in the ninth house. Mm. Ladies and the temperance card because the temperance is Sagittarius energy. So what I would say for you to share you know, ladies, it's, it's definitely the star card and the temperance card for 2021 for you both in terms of your mm-hmm. life's work. I love Bomb it. spread, right? You know this, <laughs> you ladies both do tarot. So yeah, I <laughs> love it. Yeah. I'm excited to see really by the end of 2021, all that you ladies are going to expand into because this is the great conjunction Ugh. is all about expansion. Yeah. So don't hold I back. Don't hold back. As- with you now. right there, with your marker right there, I'm so interested in this mm-hmm. ascendant. Is that what that is? Or the AS? Yes. The, yes. Tell me about that. I see that. That's yes. very. So the ascendant that you ladies are sharing is Pisces, Piscean energy. So we have Renee aspecting the ascendant. And then we have actually, this is great that you brought that up, the South Node. You're familiar mm-hmm. with the South Node? 
both of you? Not, not as really. much. Is it like past lives? Is it like kind of what we yeah. come away from? Yeah. See, so Christina's we- so much better at the astrology <laughs> stuff. Christina should be doing this reading. <laughs> so, I'm learning. I'm learning. Honestly, I'm like, ah, I wish we learned this in school so that I, I knew know. all these words and all these concepts rather than all, and the, all the symbols. I, learned, I have to know? look them up every time. I'm like, ah, oh, what are yeah. the symbols? I know. It takes a while, but. It's a um, language I'm definitely trying to learn. I love a, that you know it so fluently, Jasmine. It's, it's a so total nice. language. Yes, absolutely. So really quickly, for those of us listening, there's North Node, South Node. They're not planets. They're not, you know, asteroids. What they are is the moon. So we call it South Node of the moon, North Node of the moon. Mm. So they're points based on the North of the moon and the South Node of the moon. And so they're basically Mm. just shadow points of the moon and the energy from the North Node, just like the North Pole, the South Pole, the Earth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so mm-hmm. christina is absolutely correct the south node is past lifetime energy energy that you've mastered in so many different incarnations that basically your soul is saying all right we don't need to worry about this don't get hyper fixated on it because we need to master the north node so in mm-hmm. this case christina brings in past life knowledge because she has the north node in pisces as it relates to your 10th house here Okay, this is great. And in terms of more career profession, recognition, her past life knowledge with Piscean energy, which is why I consider her to be the dreamer, because Pisces is all about dreaming. Mm -hmm. Pisces is, you know, the creativity, the arts, right? The poetry, the writing, the, you know, the grand thinking, the visionary, the arts, 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 the Renaissance. Mm -hmm. And so Renee is going to come in with the ascendant and basically, because the ascendant is, you know, your approach to life right? It's Mm. how we, yes, how we go about it. So here Renee comes in, you know, like, right? Like, where do I go? How do we do this? All right. You know, like, let's do it. Cause the ascendant is typically Mm. the first house, which is ruled by Aries. And what is Aries? He's the doer. He's the leader. He makes it happen. So the two of you together, I love this so much. (laughs) The two together are a great well-oiled machine. One to start figuring out how to run which you're already doing that but this year you ladies are gonna be like all right we're no longer you know crawling we're jogging now you know <laughs> like we good we found our pace, we found our pace you know <laughs> i love so, it i'm so glad i asked yeah. about this the doer yes. dreamer renee how does that feel to you we can talk about it we can yeah, talk no, more i'm so interested I, I feels so good it feels it does feel so validating um I I love that you said like the well-oiled machine because I do think that that's that's our um strength of anything else we're very good at like knowing what each other's strengths are and Mm -hmm. playing to those and then Mm -hmm. also like trusting each other to do it and which makes the whole thing run more efficiently and quicker because we're not trying to be like uh, second guessing each other or mm-hmm. um, like yeah. uh, double checking each other's work or mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean it's kind of like there's a trust yeah a trust a deep trust and it, that's I feel like yeah it totally makes things like run smoothly you know mm-hmm. and even if things don't like get done if things like because you know with 
2020 being crazy and, <laughs> and everything, things have not happened like we thought. And I feel like there's a trust too in that. This is really mm. interesting. You know, the trust, like when things need to get done, we're going to do it together and we don't have to micromanage each other, you know, mm. and then we can trust also when things just have to be left behind, you know, or like yeah. maybe that's that stuff you were talking about with the Pluto. No, what is it down here in the fifth house? You know, some of that mm-hmm. stuff around we were talking Saturn about. Saturn and the but, Pluto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm totally Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think just if I could leave you away with like maybe just some homework um Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would encourage you (laughs) I I love doing this to everybody (laughs) I love it it's good it's good um well Renee's already I think familiar with her numerology right Mm, a little bit you know your life path I don't okay you're a life path one I just did it and then Christina's a life path three so I would I knew I was a life path three I did but I it's so interesting you okay. did you did okay cool. yeah. yeah so and for anyone listening your life path you can do that on your own you just add up your full date of birth and you have to uh reduce it to a vibration of one through nine unless you have a master number 11 22 or 33 we don't further reduce the master numbers but the reason why i'm recommending the life path is so that way the two of you ladies can independent independently independently look at your numerology and the you know, the influential energy you're holding through there and how the two of you can complement one another because the numerology is another extension, excuse me, of your aura Mm -hmm. and just the energies you can tap into and start harnessing better, okay? Love it. Good to know. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, and there's so much that, you know, in, in astrology and a natal chart, I always say, take a break sometimes and revisit it when you feel called to, you know, months later, because yeah. you will constantly, myself included, learn new things about yourself from your chart. Yeah. That's what I love about it. I love astrology. It's not a one, you know, a one piece, one suit, one size fits all. Mm-hmm. It's just constant layers and layers of knowledge layers. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. And I think we all enjoy this because myself included, we're basically like, you know, we, we're like students of life. I love learning, you know, I'm the same yes. way. Like, and I think unpacking our own, like unpacking our own layers, but also validating sometimes mm-hmm. things that didn't make sense in the mm-hmm. past. You know, I mean, for me, that's been one thing when I started learning about like you know, cancer, sun, cancer, moon, Pisces rising. I'm like, well, no wonder I'm always so fucking emotional. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because I was, you know, as a young Mm -hmm. person, it was always like, oh, she's too emotional. And now I'm like, well, it's not my fault. (laughs) Right. Right. Or or I can um, take it. It's an asset versus a, you know, like a vulnerability or something that makes me weak. So I feel like, like Christina said, had we known some of this stuff when we were younger, um, it could have just validated so many of our feelings mm, about right. ourselves, you know, mm. in a different way. And to me, that's what um, astrology has done. It's like, oh, well, now my whole life makes much worse. <laughs> yeah, it dissipates the shame, you know, mm-hmm. you know, when you don't know, you sh- kind of shame is a default setting, you know, for some of these things. Um, and, uh, and maybe particularly just in the spaces in the world that we grew up in and live in, mm. you know, but um. I love that learning stuff just says, yes, I love you, Virgo self. <laughs> oh, oh, you're all in the fourth house, you know, family ancestry. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get you. I yeah. get it. You know? yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's powerful. Definitely. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank I'm you so for being here. for you. Um, before you. we go, I want you to share where people can find you, oh, your, yes. your IG and all that. 
Absolutely. Thank you again for offering up this opportunity. It was so much fun. I'm very, very grateful to be here in, in your home, in your little barrio. <laughs> so thank you so much for allowing me to sit here with you and for trusting me. Yeah. So if you want further insight, you know, I do uh, do astrology and numerology readings. Of course, I also offer, you know, other type of readings and classes. You can check that out on my website, which is Illuminati.com, but you can find me on Instagram. It's much easier that way. And my handle is at esoteric underscore Essa. And you can go ahead and check out my link in bio where I have so many different free resources there as well. And um, if you're interested, you can also check out my Patreon as well, Esoteric Essa on there. We have a wonderful community there that Renee is a part of. We have almost 200 members. We're just shy. Wow. Just shy, which is beautiful. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's it's so a fun cool. community. So yeah. thank you, ladies. I appreciate the time. and the Thank energy. you as always for your wisdom. Thank yeah. you. Thank Love you. your playfulness. Love your assertiveness. Just so grateful for <laughs> who you are in our Aww. community yeah thank you christina thank you ladies and thank you everyone for listening be safe mm-hmm. <laughs>